gracious me. Ah, Mr. Bone. How are you, my friend? Desert boy. Mate, I have to say, the thing that I enjoyed, I enjoyed so many things about today's podcast with Ali Young. She's just my new favourite. But Daz, a highlight was from you, buddy, when during the podcast, you just suddenly decided that you needed to stand up and conduct the podcast in a sort of first standing up, but then kind of doing a Bulgarian squat split. And I just thought, where is this going to end up? <laughs> that, wasn't, that, that wasn't a Bulgarian split squat. That, that was, was a um, Romanian frog. It was just uh, just your basic your basic squat without obviously without any weights because I was holding a, a mobile phone in my hand on a tripod. No, that's supposed to be a, a really basic m- mobility test. So you should be able to squat down and get your get your butt to touch the back of your legs whilst keeping your feet on the floor. And, and not falling over backwards. That's a, it's a test of sort of hip mobility and flexibility. And uh, yeah, obviously I can't do it by a large margin. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to learn there, isn't there, Dazza? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if you if you want to see me doing a Bulgarian split squat, I think I'll need to try and build build back up to that. I used to, I used to be able to do it, but then I turned over over the age of forty three, I think. I've always thought, Daz, that we should do some more, you know, adult content for subscribers only. And I think I think this could be the breakthrough manoeuvre, Daz. <laughs> what not to do over the age of 40. I think that's a different podcast category, David. Are we actually releasing an episode within a week of the previous episode? Mate, we're smashing it, dude. We we are we are breaking new world records. We're all about world records on this podcast. Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey. <laughs> Mate, I know we've offended Alan, haven't we? With your we have uh, offended Alan. Sorry, Al. And, yeah, Alan. Alan really likes Line of Duty. You'll be you'll be upset. Yeah. I mean, it got it got better on the Sunday night, not not worse. It didn't. It start to introduce donkeys. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, and the donkeys. With, within a week, it's pretty special. Two episodes. Yeah, I guess were uh, us and the whole of the sort of watching ultra community were a buzz. On uh, Saturday night, weren't we watching uh, Alexander break the world record for 100 miles? Alex, Alex. Do you know what he did, Jazz? He went from the kitchen parties <laughs> and went and broke a world record. Smashed it. Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? It was so, it was so awesome to speak to him beforehand last week. And yeah, so he, um, for anybody who's listening who somehow didn't see what he did at the weekend. He uh, he rocks up at the Julie Rose Stadium in Ashford, Kent, for the Centurion Track 100. And a massive well done to the Centurion team for getting that on. It was a brilliant, brilliant idea, brilliant format. They chucked out a load of co- coverage online. The YouTube, YouTube coverage was really good, actually. And Alexander, and, uh, he ran, basically ran six and a half minute miles, didn't he? For like, I don't know, 80 miles or something? And then I think he slowed down a little bit, but his average pace for 100 miles was 640, 642, 643 yeah. per mile. Don't oh forget, as that included some uh, Formula One-esque shoe pit stop changes from Senor Bryn Jones included that as well. He had a shoe change, yeah, absolutely. I think my favourite um, comment from Bryn 
that we, we were getting some updates during the race. And uh, Bryn, Bryn was telling us what, um, you know, what drinks Alex was taking. He's taking a gel and blah, blah, blah. And, and at one point, <laughs> Bryn said, do you want chocolate or a sandwich? And Alexander said, chocolate sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brilliant, isn't it? If you think about it. I mean, you know, it is a, bit of, uh, a bit of sugar, a bit of carbs, a bit of salt. Winner. I mentioned this already, but I think it's important to mention it again. We... We want we want to know how did Yanis Yanis Chorus become the god the legend? A big part of it was his ability to uh, to eat and to eat eat so well and efficiently. Alex has got it, hasn't he? I mean, basically, Bryn just served up all the four hundred calories per hour, and and Alex totally you know in his strides just took it all on board and and smashed it. It was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. I'd like to ask him more about this and uh, or Bryn at some point, but it, it'd be it'd be interesting to know how hard he's working at that at that pace. Yeah, you know whether that's because you know you you look at that pace and and compare it to to your own running. I mean, it's maybe it's maybe not too hard a pace for you. I know you couldn't sustain it probably for a hundred miles. For me, that's that's a I would blow up after a mile probably at that pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. So, so it's tempting to think, well, he must be working really, really hard. Yeah. But actually, if his if his top end pace is more like five and a half minute miles, then how hard is he working at at six forties? You know, mm. and maybe that's what gives him that capacity to um, get a chocolate sandwich down his neck and uh, keep the fueling going. But yeah, just sensational. He also he cracked on and did just just for fun, did the twelve hour world record as well. Something, something very special happened, didn't it, Daz? We were we were lucky enough to witness the uh, the special love letters, which were which were taking place. A nice little flow of comms between Centurion and and Bryn and Alex as to you know obviously the importance of seeing the job done and getting the world record, which of course in itself was something else. But you know everybody kind of knew within a certain amount of laps towards the end that. If Alex could be persuaded to continue, there were uh, several more <laughs> records he could achieve. And in order to get the message across, these kind of beautiful little notes were written that could be handed over to uh, to Alex. We talk about that in the podcast, but ultimately there was one floated, which was you're only 135 kilometres away from the 24 hour world record. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was priceless. Yeah, that was brilliant. And th- th- maybe they offered to put the floodlights on there. Yeah. What could he have done? I mean, he was, I mean, just the way he saw out that extra kind of 45 minutes was uh, was brilliant. He he would probably have kept on going for a while, wouldn't he, for sure? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's fascinating to think what he could, what, you know, what he could do. And in, in, I think, like I said to someone earlier, it feels like he, I mean, he's been obviously been around for a while and he's the, he's the 24 hour world champion and he's won, you know, he's won lots of big, big races, including Spartathlon and that, and that kind of thing. But it feels like he's kind of, you know, he's, he's got, he's got his eye on other things and it feels a bit like he's just getting started and he's, and he's realizing just, just how good he is. And, and, yeah. and he, it feels like he's, He's the one for our sort of, whereas Yanis was Yanis um, was the man for the the eighties and the nineties, and uh, Alexander Alexander is the man of man of the moment, and um, yeah, it's going to be brilliant. 
absolutely brilliant to watch what else he can do and what else he's you know lining up in the future and uh, yeah and I, I, I find that so inspirational just seeing what he's done there just somebody just setting out their goals being quite kind of being quite he's quite understated isn't he, he doesn't you know he's obviously just set his targets and he works so hard he works so hard in training he's just consistent he's strong and yeah and then what he executes on the day is just absolutely mind-blowing and, and wonderful and yeah i found it so inspiring to, to watch that whole thing brilliant absolutely brilliant Will he be able to do any of these things in the future without Bryn, though? <laughs> I reckon Bryn's there. I think Bryn's there for life, dude. There for life. Yeah. I mean, Bryn, Bryn, did, Bryn did brilliantly, didn't he? He left, left no... He was like a sort of ultra version of um, David, David Brailsford. Marginal gains. Marginal, marginal gains. Yeah, he really did, did look, into, look into everything, optimising optimizing whatever they could right in terms of uh, you know nutrition and pre-race taper runs and shoes and uh, caffeine and the amount of sleep he was getting and yeah, yeah absolutely brilliant it's all dialed in beautifully and some great performances from the rest of the field there as well right i mean mark had a great run mark innocenti sam amend uh, fantastic i think she, she broke a british record didn't she she did yeah yeah, lots of records fell, didn't they, in that championship? Some great V records, V40, 45, 50 with Sam and our podcast guest today, Ali and Joe as well. So, yeah, some tremendous stuff out there. One of the things yeah. that uh, Ali talks about leading on from Bryn is just how impactful her crew was, uh, Paul McGee. Huge mention should go out to Paul and to and to crew, it sounded like he he was absolutely on the money, wasn't he? And uh, crew crew has a huge amount to play in these kind of hundred milers and twenty four hour races. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a long, long old long old day for the crew out there as well. And uh, yeah, well, well done, well done to them all. So um, yeah, we should we should put Ali on, shouldn't we? Let's get her on, dudes. Come on, Ali. <laughs> Welcome to episode ten of the Legends of Running Endurance. The wonderful Ali Young. Hey, Ali. Hello, boys. It's lovely to speak to you, and I can see you. How lovely! Yeah, I love you guys. So it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. You're absolutely cream crackered. <laughs> this is this is what you told us, and every right to be so after last weekend's truly epic Centurion 100 mile event. How was it, Ali? Yeah. Well, it's now. Oh, yeah. It's just good. Like. <laughs> But you forget it all just now blurred into one. But no, I think I was actually, this was the one race I was quite nervous about. I don't tend to get nervous about races, especially because 24 is kind of, oh, do you know, it is what it is, isn't it? It's just crazy. And you can't really account for anything. You don't know how it's going to go. But also you can sort of hide even with the Europeans of the world, there's a couple of hundred people there, aren't there really, with the and um, sometimes open athletes there. But this was like, oh my goodness. It was every time I went to check on the Centurion, I kept on checking the Centurion website at the um, competitors, and the list was just shrinking. I was like, oh no. Because <laughs> obviously, most races, it's like mass, and you, you kind of, you, you could be in the middle somewhere, and it doesn't matter. But you thinking, oh my God, to be biggest fear was just running how I would cope mentally with the big fact that a lot of people 
would have finished and also blown up and stopped because obviously that's always going to happen but that would how would I be able to push myself with no one else on the track and in the end it was especially in the last few hours really in the zone I think uh, would you have to be I have you should really I should have had Paul McGee on here too because he'd have better memory and recollection he's my friend that cruised me and did for Spartathlon when I met you guys and has for my last two GB races so he'll remember more detail but he says I have a pattern it's kind of at the start I'm like yeah come on woo <laughs> and then I sort of go oh I'm bored why am I hating why am I doing it and then he'll throws I don't something competitive in that you know if you do this you got this and then just by the end and normally when I can sort of see the end in sight I can just bring it on and shut the noise off and just go 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 so I've been getting better at that in my last few races I mean the race is great kind of the organized James's organization or the team was superb which obviously worked looking at all the records I mean wow what a day hey just- uh, amazing yeah, uh, absolutely um, incredible. Sam, Joe, um, just endless and just endless individual battle. Sarah, Sawyer, just fantastic. Oh, just gutted. She didn't make it, but we all know she will, won't we? Don't we? She's a superb athlete, so she's definitely going to get there. But she's a true another legend. Day, another day, yes. Ali, I guess you know we we've known you for quite a few years. We've um, been lucky enough to be totally royally spanked by you in some of those races that you just <laughs> mentioned. I guess, Ali, you've sort of gathered a sort of reputation of being kind of uh, indestructible, sort of someone who always does exceptionally well in all races. I mean, do you feel in these, you know, these big ultra marathons, do you, do you feel indestructible? Or, I mean, how do you sort of plan for something like the hundreds mile event that you've just uh, taken place in? It's tricky, isn't it? Because you don't, yeah, you don't want to be cocky here because <laughs> we just, especially because I'm trying to organise an MRI at the moment for my calf, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, own up, um, which is the first time actually I've come out with, of a race with potentially an injury. And it's really annoying because the rest of me has bounced back. Like I even demonstrated a full burpee last night in conditioning class, but I know there's something in my calf's not quite right. Anyway, um, I don't really doubt myself to finish a race. I guess I've never really pressured myself. And that's why on Saturday was, as I said before, I felt pressure because it was such a small field and you're so visible and you've been given this opportunity. It's kind of, you know, an elite race really. And, and all the other races done, I've always felt I'm a bit of a also ran. I'm never the star. I've not done the most mileage. When we go into the 24-hour selection, I'm probably one of the, the lowest on mileage. But I do seem to be very consistent. I don't, I don't to be honest, doubt myself that I'm going to not finish. But I also try and not overthink it. So I don't have, I don't, I think some people overthink so much and and everything's textbook and it's never going to be like that. It's never going to be like that. Things so, so I'm willing to eat anything, drink anything, up for changes. Yeah, I do think I tend to maybe overthought. Well, no, just a bit nervous. Just just generally nervous about this hundred mile race. Um, but I don't think I overthink the races. But I generally think I'll finish. And I don't want to say this next sentence, but now I've said that I'll have to say it. But I've not ever not finished a race. <laughs> but we now know the next 
yeah, the next race that'll happen. So you never be cocky. Oh gosh, yeah. No one's super. <laughs> no one is super superhuman. That's for sure. Do you have different sort of goals, Ali, when you're doing these big events? I mean, was for say for the hundred miler, was it just purely sort of a PB, or did you have other things in mind for the event? I really wanted to have a um, a fifteen something, especially because if you ever think things and think of the average mile, and you know when you see the average mile as well, but that doesn't include your loo break, if you need to stop your shoes. So you know that person when you look at records stuff had gone even faster than that. You know, look at Alexander's. Well, it was when he, he was quicker than six forty-five minute mile and was running. So it's very overwhelming, isn't it, when you look at mileage. So it's even when you look at your marathons, isn't it? You think, oh my God, got to you just can't believe it's possible that how really you can do something like that. Wow, for that long. I just it's like a mystery, isn't it? But it just all comes together at the end, isn't it? The training. But yeah, I really wanted a 15 something. And yes, yeah, so, so to get the 1541, woo! Yeah, well done. Really, ha- I didn't know anything about the 45 record thing. So that was like when I, we got the a WhatsApp from James. That's so exciting. Yeah, I've never uh, been. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, really, yeah, really chuffed. How, 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 how much of a PB was that, Ellie, for, uh, for 100 miles? When I did my 100 miles, I've only done 100 miles once before in a 20, sorry, of course I've done over 100. I've never done a 100 mile race before. This is my first one. So my 100 mile timing is from Tooting when I did that in 2015. So I think it wasn't quite, it wasn't an hour PB. I think I did 16.25, something something like that um 1629 at Tusing yeah in 2015 16, yeah. 29 okay so you're not far you know 50 50 minute ish pb so that's great and um can, can i can i ask you um how how was it kind of being on that track with um with alexander with that with that records uh record attempt that must have been pretty special superb superb i've had the opportunity now to run with him run with him <laughs> listen to her <laughs> there's no running with um but on the same track course um I don't know three or four because he won the Spartathlon didn't he when we did it in 2017 uh obviously didn't see him then because he's ahead so what what an honor he was just his form so graceful he's just got no ego has that guy we funny enough me and Paul listened on our drive and your podcast with him on Friday on the journey so that was good but no so I've now been on the same course as him beating the world record at 100 miles and then Camille Heron in the 24-hour world record. It's awesome, hey, these these the records that you've got memories of and visual memories of seeing these people. Just wow. He's just incredible. And then to go, I remember I was like, going, what's he still doing now? Because I knew he'd, because I kind of, when he went past, you could hear the whooping on the side. So I knew he was coming up for his last lap of the 100. So I kind of, pulled aside you cheered him and then he's still going you're like he's going for the 12 hour it's like <laughs> yes just incredible yeah wow uh, that's that's awesome uh, we we saw the um we, we were on a whatsapp group with his crew uh with, with oh, Bryn. Yeah. and uh, so, so Bryn, Bryn, Bryn sent us a picture of the note that he handed alexander and um Brilliant. for the uh, for the for the 12 hour records he, he had to continue for I think the note said something like you need to do six kilometers in 46 minutes. So for so he was like, yeah, okay, let's just do that. 
that um, was put beautifully, wasn't it? Because if it was put in a different way, hey, why don't you do the twelve? You'd think, you know, what the I can't, yeah. I can't do that. But when it's put, I can six k and so and so. You're like, well, I'll just he can jog that, can't he? So yeah, he yeah, could, exactly. could not go on. And now he's getting another record. Yeah, he had to take it. And then there was another note, I think, fifteen minutes before the end of the twelve hours that said. Um, keep going for another 12 hours and it's 135 kilometers for the 24 hour world record. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the note did say kiss kiss didn't it so <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah did you uh did you try anything new ali uh you no. sort of tinkering with uh things that you try for these massive ultras um no i think we did the same thing although i think we so beta fuel has been a new a new one on the nutrition um, in this last year. So I've not raced in a big race with it before. And it's a cracker, isn't it, with 80 grams of carbs. So Paul just every lot was going, in 10 minutes got beta. Like, oh no. But you could you could just you, you know as long as you're so what we always do with me is I try and get food in me to start with. So again, saying this, it's gonna be a disaster. But I've never been sick. I've never had stomach problems in an ultra ever. I'm just going to in for the worst race for my next time. I'm definitely going to wait for everything. You're going to witness like oh, awful things. But yeah, so I've, I'm pretty solid. You know, give me anything. Um, so we try and have, have um, jam sandwiches, ham sandwiches. Uh, ham jam sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, fuel the gods. Yeah. And they're just always just really, really little squares. Um and then we have a like, couple of half bars of stuff. So um, like a flapjack thing, um, like a bravita thing. I can only ever manage one of each. It's just because then you're just choking on the crumbs, aren't you? It's like, <laughs> and then it's down to um, peaches. Peaches are very good because you can sort of drink them too. So, you know, they buy the peach pots all uh, yeah. chopped up, a peach pot, um, a pettifilo. They're good. Uh, basically the gels, the usual gels, although I did try the, had the Morton gels this time for the first time ever. Right. Well, sorry, I did, I did use them in a six hour race I did um, not long ago um, and they, okay, so use those for gels and the beta fuel and I think that was, that was about it really, fairly, but, um, and then, so we start the first half, I think it was quite, Paul so it was quite fixed to the plan, he wrote me out a plan what we're going to do he's he's the brains behind this behind this operation <laughs> just rubbish i'm a bit of a wing it girl um and then but then we know the second half we just throw in whatever but the the good thing we've got a really good team thing going paul he, uh, and i he can just read from my eyes and we just stick him a tongue out or there like just he'll know because people find it fascinating the other crew around it's like how do you know what she wants she's good oh well she's in this face so <laughs> <laughs> so i've got a lot to be thankful for um having my friend uh paul mcgee crewing me uh taking his time out so that's great it's all good what a, what a superstar yeah um, ali we've, we've been uh really excited about um having you on the podcast and I guess sort of opening up an area that we haven't yet uh, tried to introduce to our, our listeners. And it, it was something that uh, our shared friend, James Stewart, mentioned specifically about you. 
in the podcast we did with him, which is that, you know, your background, Ali, you know, very much in terms of kind of uh, personal fitness and CrossFit and strength and conditioning. Again, you've kind of gathered this sort of reputation of being, I guess, and, you know, this is where we, <laughs> maybe it's wrong, but you you kind of perhaps seem to be doing more strength stuff than than running. And obviously it's working. Is that true? I mean, you're not on Strava, so uh, people can't necessarily see how much running you're doing. But would you say, That's Ali, that you are doing... So <laughs> are you doing less mileage than perhaps other runners? So when I look, going back to 2015, when I qualified for GB doing my first 24-hour track race, going into that, I think I was on about 25 miles a week. Because... <laughs> I hadn't overthought it or it was just because the 24-hour thing was just like this oh that sounds weird that's a interesting thing to do and then I just did 135 miles in, in that race I a bit of a weird thing as an ultra runner I don't particularly like running for a long time so I'm quite happy with a 45 minute run uh, I've got a lovely like five mile loop from my house that'll do me I just it it bores me <laughs> I'm not someone who goes yeah I just want to run in the hills for hours um and that's brilliant people that do the one thing that's really important to me is keeping keeping fit that's my number one so total body fit and my strategy for all my races um has been be the fittest I can on the start line and I don't think running for miles is a great thing just wear and tear it's just, you know, each one to their own, because obviously, blimey, look at, I'm not one of those, I'm not top, so, and they are running more, so I could, could do more and be better maybe, but I don't, it's my life, I've got one life and I don't want to, you've got to do what you want, haven't you, I, it wouldn't make me happy, and isn't running, it's it's a hobby, so, so it's super important to be running, I love, I love a, an interval session, so, Obviously, you hate it at the time, but you know, like, a, give me an eight hundred meter session, four hundred meter session. I love, I love that, and same in the gym, lifting weight, love that. So, I don't think I do more saying to you before. I think last year probably averaged out, averaged out about forty miles a week, but I was doing a lot of classes with my with um, obviously Zoom, doing probably doing more strength and conditioning. This week has creeped up, so I must uh, mention. So my um, lovely coach Robbie Britton. So all my, I must say, all my ultras before, I have self-trained. So I've had a coach before for marathon running, the very lovely Brian Smith. But for my ultras, I've trained myself. But for the last year and a half, I've had um, Robbie. So it's the first ultra I've had. So I have increased my mileage more. So it was, it's probably more like was 55 miles this week, this year, sorry. Um, going to this race so it has been more and then I do basically following because I've been teaching on zoom which means I've been doing the whole class whereas before when you're in front of people when visually all together I don't necessarily do the whole thing if that makes sense be yeah. trying to create the energy behind the camera because you haven't got feet I mean people must be so fed of my rubbish jokes because they can't tell me to shut up because they're all on mute <laughs> <laughs> But so on like a, but it's a Monday morning. I do like a a mix. It's been like a uh, could be anything. So for an ab class, um, a mixed resistance um, and hit. Monday nights my run conditioning class that I teach. 
so specific you know, running exercises um, or strength and conditioning. Wednesday, I do a HIIT class and Friday, a dumbbell strength class. And being honest, I haven't been, because of this and fitting the running miles in, I haven't been doing in my, I've got a garage gym, which is fully equipped, you know, like yeah. 150K barbell um, can build up to. I haven't been doing really strong weight, uh, heavy weights either, to be honest. I've been doing really my dumbbell class, my conditioning class. Um, so it shows, it shows it's enough, um, you know, doesn't have to all, also be heavyweights all the time, which I know people go on about. And I do think there's value in that and I will be getting back to it, but just general strength and conditioning, just, you know, how are you feeling? How are you look? Are you balanced? Don't just do your legs. You know, you see some athletes just know upper body strength. Um, it's probably also a bit of a vain thing. I don't want to be one of the, skinny mini you know you look at start races sometimes you know elite marathon you're like oh they need to eat a bit and just, <laughs> like and obviously they, they, they're like that because they, you know, they, they, it carries them well um but it's not for me so yeah yeah can, like, can i can i ask about some some of those sort of strength and conditioning exercises um is, is there a sort of like a, are you trying to build a certain kind of chain of muscles like so so i've I've done some of it a few years ago, and and one of the things the instructor was was quite keen on was trying to build a strong. Is it called is it called posterior chain where you basically you're working on your your glutes and your your hamstrings? Yeah, so your posterior um, chains everything on your back, your back. Everything your on your back, yeah. yeah. So I, I think one thing we I guess and I know I do it. I see we see a lot of runners doing it. Is there's a lot of sort of leaning back, isn't there? And and people almost sort of pulling themselves forward with their quads. Yeah, and um, lean to the side because the core's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So is, is that is that specifically something that, that you try and work on with kind of like de- deadlifting and that kind of thing? So to- to- I go to- total body, to be honest. Um, yeah, deadlifting is a great compound exercise. Yeah, and posterior chain, so your glutes, your hamstring, your back. But we will do, so in my conditioning class, a lot of balance work, single leg exercises, because obviously we're only mm-hmm. ever running. You know, deadlifts and everything are great, Running, you're on one leg at a time, so you need to, to get equal strength. I'm still through all this. There's a massive difference between my left and my right leg. So right. I always start my left leg, match with my right. So so don't don't start with your stronger leg and not be able to match the weight with your weaker leg because you'll end up keeping on strengthening that strong leg. So just try and balance it out. So single leg exercise as well as your balance. Single jumps, making sure you've got stability. Your stability muscles are working, so ankles, hips, knee stability. Um, then you've got your classic hip thrusts and your um, Romanian, uh, Bulgarian split squat. Oh, the Bulgarian <laughs> split squat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and add a bit, and all these things, When you, if you can add a bit of weight to any of these exercises, progress like that, isn't it? It's like, uh, you know, um, so an ele- a rear elevated leg lunge is one thing without weight is another thing with weight. So you can just so simply build it yourself at home, just raising that back leg, gra- you know, grabbing a couple of, it's so true, to grabbing a couple of heavy books even, you know, you can do so many th- these things at home. Um, but I always think there's a, a ton of things. So I do tend to change my classes quite regularly because you also want power. So driving back, lunge, drive up, knee, you know, so you've got that building that, um, strength up and also key um, I know people go on about all the time mobility work maybe more than stretching even so 
whereas your um, stretching is obviously increasing the length of the muscle. Mobilities make sure you've got the good joint range. So if we're very tight, I've been doing a lot of this in the last year and I feel apart from bloody calf, I've come out, I've, my, I've got this hamstring issue. It's the best it's ever been after the weekend, but you're keeping your joint range good. So including upper body, shoulders, hips, you know, making sure when, when you're, and always try and tell, but just don't go through the motions of, you know, if you're doing a, a knee raise and hip extension, really feel that movement, feel how much range you've got. So when you're, you're in, a, in a class or whatever, you do it yourself, feel your movement. Don't just, oh, I'm doing this, but be in the moment with it um, so you can improve yeah. it. And then what then do you see um like nowadays? I know I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm, I'm gonna stand up. You're making me stand up, Alex. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting on a stool and um it's kind of I I, f- I feel like for for runners, I mean I guess I'm not doing mega miles at the moment, but um the combination of me. I bet you do more than me, aren't you? <laughs> oh I don't know. The co- the combination of si- sitting at a desk and yeah. doing some miles. I, the, the, do you encounter people who've got hip problems, like hip it's hip definitely it's interesting because yesterday when I had to do um, my planning in the afternoon for today's class, I always sit down and plan all my personal training clients. I never wing it. I always write down. Also, because I've got the crap is memory. So if, if I don't have it written down, I forget what they did last week. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, when I was sitting, my back really hurt from just sitting. And I must say that's another thing in my benefit for running for uh, 24 hours on low mileage is even if I'm not training, if I'm in the gym with um, a client, I'm standing up, aren't I? I'm moving, I'm still demonstrating. I'm not obviously getting a sweat because it's all about them, but I'm still mo- moving. So you constantly, so it's like, you know, we've got a couple of amazing doctors in the GB team because they're on the feet all the time, aren't they? So you forget, is that time on your feet, which keeps you keeping yourself strong and you're upright and your sitting is the death, isn't it? But they say, don't they, that y- the yogi squat is the opposite to, to sitting. So that when you're feet oh, I can't do that. Or knees wide, it took me time, but just stick with it. So elbows okay. inside the knee, try and let's go on, go in the movement. Let's go down. Oh, a bit hard. You've got jeans on, though. Don't split them. <laughs> oh, dear. Or you could do that, though. Put your bum against the floor. Sorry, the floor, the wall. Also, but raise your heels up when you do the yogi squat. So raise your heels. Oh, your I thought you weren't allowed to. I thought you had to keep your heels flat. You know what? What we need we we don't expect people to go and run ten miles straight away, do we? So don't expect us to do a full yogi bloody squat straight away. So there's methods to get there. You do a little froggy squat. You can raise your heels. You can use. You can hold on to something to allow that hip mobility. You know. The yoga people haven't, you know, they can slow down with us, please. We're, and also yeah. we don't need to be, we don't need to be full yogis. We need to have that certain element of cold spring. So, yes, we don't, we know if we get too stiff. It's not pleasant, is it, anyway? So a fine balance with your flexibility. But mobility is where it's at. The same mobility is where it's at. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, you're going to work on that, David, aren't you? Oh my, for Ali, I'm going to start. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors, Precision Hydration. Hi everyone, it's Andy Blow, the founder of Precision Hydration here. 
I was totally stoked to hear Alexander Sorokin had our electrolytes in his bottles when he smashed the 100-mile and 12-hour world records last weekend. Now, I can't claim to be able to help you average 6 minutes 45 seconds per mile for 100 miles like he did, but maybe we can help you nail your hydration strategy as you prepare for a return to racing this season. For more information, head over to precisionhydration.com and take our online sweat test to receive your free personalised hydration strategy. Then you can book a one-to-one video call, also for free, with one of our sweat experts to help you refine your strategy for race day. Disclaimer. Six 45-minute miles for 100 miles, not guaranteed. Enjoy the show. Ali, did you subscribe to, like, foam rolling? And we see a lot of people buying the uh, gadgets nowadays, like these these massage guns. Yeah. These are any good, or are they just kind of masking people? I... I 100% do but hardly ever do it myself (laughs) (laughs) so I've got I've got every massage for a foam roller every shape and size in this house from the from the um rolling pin one to the vibrating roller that's brilliant because you can be quite late because foam rolling is quite hard work isn't it Mm -hmm. and when you've done your strength and conditioning and running it's like I don't want to do this so I can recommend a vibrating foam roller because you can just sort of rest on it (laughs) yeah i've got the gun too i think they're brilliant okay cool yeah so no do 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 and i should do more of that myself so i'm taking a mental note myself as i speak amazing (laughs) so in you mentioned already in 2017 you had a spectacular uh, spartathlon performance (laughs) darren how many hours ahead was ali (laughs) four hours and 17 minutes Ali, we don't even remember you from the whole week. Where where were you that week? I know, do you know, I think I had um, Paul McGee and my dear friend Marilena as well, who, she's Greek, and her mum has, lives in Athens. Sorry, yeah. So, and not far from where the hotel was. Right. So the three of us, excuse me, stayed in her, her stayed in her apartment. So we probably missed out a bit on, um, you know, that bonding and camaraderie so I loved it too so I'm not it was great being able to stay at my friend's apartment oh my god fantastic but I probably would stay with everyone else next time just because it's so lovely being but we had you know it was great to stay in her place it was lovely um so that's where we were just down the road yeah yeah uh, we were in luxury, we were in luxury. I was were... in a shared room with a stranger you know <laughs> <laughs> or a shared room with David Bowden even worse <laughs> Um, you, you, you mentioned the magical two words next time uh, there, is it? I always find it interesting. And you said Excuse that, me. not me. No, you I said that. You said, you said right, next time. Right. Uh, See, I told you about my memory. It's gone already after one minute. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's interesting speaking to, I mean, we've, we've spoken to quite a few of the GB team, I think, on this, on this show now. You're, now that you're in that, well, I guess you were in the GB team before you ran Spartathlon, actually, but now that you're in that sort of championship cycle, it's sometimes quite hard, isn't it, to, to run kind of in, in other other stuff if you're you know, you're sort of in the European and world championships. Like I think the is it the Euros or the Worlds this year? Is is the week after? It is. Yeah, it's the Worlds in Romania this year. So we I think selection we hear about in May. But yeah, I'd never yeah. ever um, do saying this. I've probably do. I've never I've never done more than two big races in a year. So obviously none of us did any last year anyway. But so when I did Spartath and I think I had European champs, when I did Grand Union, had the Worlds or something like that. So yep. two in a year. So I would 
I'd never do more than that. I just don't think it's good because I just need that recovery time. And and I like to be, because my, my favourite thing's part run. So I need to be, I like to be sprightly from all 5Ks. Um, <laughs> I love, love, love that. So I'm looking forward to getting back. But I love short stuff. So you're not the best at it, but I, you know, I enjoy it. I like power stuff, you know. The only way I can just describe it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a place in, I guess, London is the same time as the world champions so i have so i was meant to do it like everyone else last year like well many people so i've got actually a london place and a manchester place and they're a week apart again in october mm. also in the same time as the world champ so it's not all happening still haven't hit that marathon are you going to bring the marathon up yeah still not hit the uh sub three okay <laughs> Three times three are one. Three times. Wow. Really? Cruel, isn't it, Ali? <laughs> yeah. Annoying, hey? But anyway. It's going to happen. So do you have any other dream ultra races? I mean, you've done some real classics. Are there any any left that you'd love to do? I fancy the um, Costa Rica ultra sounds good. Oh, wow. Sounds just sounds nice, doesn't it? And they carry a bag because... I started the kind of ultra journey when I did the marathon to Saab in 2013. Yeah. I have to say that was one of the, one of the most enjoyable races I've done because the camaraderie is just, oh, it's just amazing. Cause you've got, it's like, let's face a big running holiday. You've got 10 days or something with nothing to think about because you've, apart from getting A to B, you've already made your food choices. So that's, it's just so relaxed and it's not the hardest race. And I think that's why I've enjoyed where some of these other, as soon as I finished Bartels, it's like, never again. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, similar thoughts in various races. You, you were lost in Costa Rica. Yeah, right? sorry. So, that's yeah. But the, but the only thing about Marathon to Solve is carrying your bag. That, that does spoil, yeah. the, take away the beauty of running with training, I have to say. Carrying a, a pack. Why does anyone want to, we kind of lose weight don't to help our knees. Why do you want to add weight <laughs> Like it makes no sense. Anyway, it's a great, great race. So, but I've never done comrades. Yeah. Nah, no, we're talking. Yeah. So, I forget. Have you guys both done that then? David hasn't. Right. <laughs> that, was a, that was that was my that was my first ultra in two thousand and six, and then I didn't I didn't run another one for about ten years. So. And, so have you done that once, the comrades, or oh, only only once? And it's right. just oh, it's it's a it's a must, absolute must do. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant yeah. race. You would you would love it. You would absolutely yeah. love it. I, yeah, I definitely fancy. And also bad water. Oh, but it's very expensive, so it might never happen. It's really expensive, isn't it? And yeah, you obviously got your crew um, to to kind of fly out and. Yeah, but I would, I'd love to do that, even though I, yeah, overheat a lot, but give me that. I love the stories. I love the stories from Badwater of what the crew get up to. They're sort of standing on the back of pickup trucks with, like, hoses, just <laughs> hosing down the runner. And, and not, not if there's any children listening, you should never, ever do this, but uh, occasionally they have, like, a freezer on the back of the truck that the runner can just get into. God, but you need it. Because it was also yeah. the thing with that is get, I mean, with... um climate change it's getting hotter and hotter as well isn't it so it's like how how many more years will that actually be possible if you think about it like humanly possible mm. but you know us we'll keep pushing it we'll give it a go we'll give it a go <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's on my and i can't think of anything else 
I'd like to have a really good crack at the track. So 800 meters or 1500 meters. Um, yeah. So I've never, so over the last kind of five years, I've randomly gone and done a Watford Open and done okay for my age. So I thought, oh, if I could just maybe train for it, what could I do in the old age category? So yeah, I enjoy that stuff, even though it's so nerve wracking when that gun goes. But yeah, keep, the, keep it all going, keep it all going, yeah. You're mixing it up, yeah? Yeah, mix it up. Yeah, I think you've got, like, just looking at your career, it's just, um, you've got such a great mix of stuff that, you, that you've that you done and that, that you want to do. It's brilliant. I love I love the mixing it up. I think there's a there's a lot to learn from uh, from from what you've done. And, uh, yeah, it's really inspirational, actually. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been lovely to talk to you both. Oh, aren't you doing the, some crazy wrecking and then you're doing a 100-mile race? Oh, yeah, that's what we were going to talk about, wasn't it? Yeah, do you think I can <laughs> I can recover from uh, a seven-hour Bob Graham wrecking in time for a 100-miler a week after? Three and a half hours on Friday night and then about six hours on Saturday morning. And then, um, and then the following Saturday then is your 100. Yeah, it'll be all right, won't it? Well, it'll be what it'll be, won't it, because you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> Daz, are you going to uh, aim for Ali's spectacular 15 hours on the Thames Path 100? You know, are you going to stick your neck out there, buddy? Well, I mean, with Alexander setting the 11-15 world record, I mean, yeah. he's challenged you... us all to raise raise the bar, right? So, yeah, um... 15-41 surely is really easy when you look at what Alexander's done. My time's bloody pathetic, isn't it? I mean, come on, Darren, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> put, put, put it this way. Sub 28 for uh, Western States tickets is all I need to do. Wow. Okay. Anything else is a bonus. So, um, on a serious note, though, make sure you fuel properly on your recce and you should be uh, okay. So don't wing it. Fuel properly, properly, properly the whole way. Don't to recover faster. Yeah. Yeah. Do not under the calories at all. You've got uh, absolutely none to achieve from that. All you can do is take every single nutrient away from your body and you need it for 100 miles because 100 miles is a long, long way, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, that's good advice. Um, I'll, make, I'll make sure I have a pie afterwards and um, everything will be fine. <laughs> no hope. <laughs> I did try and have, actually, me and Paul went back to our, we had an Airbnb. Um, Paul went out and got pizza. Uh, so it, we had a beer, but I could, couldn't finish my beer. But uh, I normally can pull that one off. But and I had a, a I only had one slice of peach, and I was just full. You know, just oh, she's trying to yeah. building up, building up the appetite again, isn't it? Because you know you've got to eat, eat, eat. It's so important. Actually, there's a, there's a question to finish. First, I know some of our listeners are very interested in this. Uh, what's your favourite beer, Ali? Uh, what what are we having these days? I quite like a tiger. Tiger okay. beer. I've been having um. God, what is it? The brew dog. Um, brew dog. They've also, yeah. which, they've got an identical alcohol-free one too, which is great. So when you know you fancy a beer, but you know you don't want to edge your week too alcoholy, it yeah. really gives you that. I've had a beer edge. Do alcohol-free beers are good, aren't they? Um, there's also a, a local brewery, Rebellion Brewery, um, in Marlow, and I love a. A uh, rebellion blonde. So go and check that out. That does sound good, doesn't it? We'll be <laughs> running past there on the eighth of May, a week on Saturday. <laughs> oh Rebe yeah, 
I'll try and stand there and get get one out for you. That's <laughs> a kind of rebellion. I'm an girl, though. I'm not really an I. I'm not really a, a strong, you know, a bit of just whatever you can get down your neck quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's my final advice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. It's been amazing, buddy. Thank you. A pleasure, pleasure. Always yeah. nice to talk to you too. Thank you for Thanks so much. Today. Brilliant. Take good care. Take care. See you, buddy. See you later. Bye. Goodness gracious me. Doctor, I'm in trouble. Doctor, I'm in trouble. Doctor, I'm in trouble. Good doctor, I'm in trouble. Well, goodness gracious me.